You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hi, it's Craig Shoemaker. This podcast is in a car. Kind of like the uh, comedians in cars with without coffee. Right. We don't have any coffee. Here. You have jokingly said we should title the episode Christians in Car... Christians, Christians in cars, cars without, without coffee. coffee. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that, that's pretty. Well, that would apply to you. You you. you How about be... Christian and comedian in car yeah. without coffee? I mean, I've been a Christian. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been, I've, been, I've, I've been even. Uh, you probably don't even know this. I've been like baptized. Uh-huh. But I was raised with all different religions. My mom married Jews, uh-huh. which makes me the antichrist is that right <laughs> and and we've recently learned you're 14 percent africa you could you tick yeah. mark a lot of boxes i check a lot of boxes but i look so white that the, all the boxes are all white as, as, far, as far as appearance goes we just watched a by the way we're here with ryan o'quinn well, i guess we should tell them who i am who's driving yeah you're supposed to do that. you're supposed to set it but this is what's great about podcasts is with the one have to treat it like a radio show True. i was trained in radio Normally, I'd be going, hey, it's WVCS. <laughs> it's six minutes past 10 o'clock. That's right. And I'm here with Ryan O'Quinn as our guest who's touring the country right now. <laughs> what are you working on, Ryan? Thanks for asking, Craig. Well, we don't have to do that now. No, we, we can, can just talk. talk. Podcasts can be anywhere. I have, I have no idea if it's even being recorded no because I'm out. the engineer here. You're the engineer, the producer, the, the star. And the, and the, uh, the host. So the it's host. Craig Shoemaker, Can I Help You? That's the name of our podcast. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we are with Ryan O'Quinn, my buddy, my my new buddy. Yeah. Well, you you've been introducing me as your partner all night, so that's fun. I know, but we were just in West Hollywood, so I had to clarify <laughs> what the partner was. So we're just coming back from a screening. By the way, if you hear ambient noise, we're meandering through the beautiful streets of Los Angeles. So yes. apologies for. It is, it is at a good hour, so we are meandering and not just stop and go. It's true. This is very nice. And we're merging onto the freeway, so... We're in Ryan's new car, so it should be pretty quiet. I, I hope... We'll probably end up trashing the entire episode, <laughs> and we're just talking for nothing. But we can just talk anyway. Maybe we can even get to know each other better. That's a good idea. We've only known one another for, uh, I think, one, two, three, probably about five, six months, seven months. Sounds good. And we ended up, I, I rent space at Ryan's production facilities. So now we have this shared space and we open up studios. And we ended up partnering on a number of projects. And probably, well, there are many more to come. That's right. We can announce those as we come. It's very exciting tonight. We went to a screening, but I spent the entire time thinking about casting for the next film that we're doing. Roadkill McGillicuddy, which right. you gotta love a title like that. And one of our producers could not believe the number of people that you know. Like, you've been in this business so long. It, I'm, I'm gonna start substituting your name for Kevin Bacon because <laughs> anybody that we could think of, not only were you adept at casting this thing, but you, uh, you're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, we've been friends for 20 years. Oh, of course. Well, he knows. So, so you're making it really easy for the casting people. It is that way. But I'm finding it's diminishing. We just saw a film, as a matter of fact, about millennials. And I certainly was not asked to be in that movie. <laughs> I did know a lot of people in the movie, though, strangely enough. You, uh, you, nor was I asked, by the way. But you also would lean over to me occasionally and go, oh, he's married to her. And, and <laughs> yeah. that guy knows this guy. And so well, I know them from a whole other world. Uh, the Association of Transformational Leaders 
of which one of them, the one the, my sponsor to get in, Mickey Willis, directed this film that we just saw, and a number of the transformational leaders were there, including the young millennials, which yep. that was what the movie was about. I was very inspired by it. It made me feel a little old, <laughs> but um, I was inspired enough that I, thought, I told you in the parking lot, I there's a big issue in our country is with these dinosaurs that run it and they and they have all the money sure so my thought was that I could infiltrate because I look like one of them I just put on a red tie and I can actually flag pin and yeah put a flag pin in and say things say buzzwords right you know say um, socialism <laughs> just just say it and it, 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 it sound bites have just run sound, on a platform of nothing but nothing sound but bites. sound bites exactly uh, they're coming for us. Uh, <laughs> Got to build, build, build a wall. Whatever we need to do, I can pretend I'm them because that's all they do is the corporatocracy. That's how they operate. Is they keep the minions working for them basically by giving giving them the wedge issues that really don't mean anything to them. You ever talk to anybody that really says, "Oh man, this immigration thing—they're taking over my neighborhood." <laughs> Have you ever talked to anyone? The only thing they'll ever say related to immigration is. I'm really tired of the guy that cuts my lawn. Do you have a better one? Right. That's, I that's... was in a movie, by the way. I did a, I did a movie uh, called A Day Without a Mexican. I did some ADR work, <laughs> voiceover work for... It was called A Day Without a Mexican. And it, yeah. and it was... I mean, the premise of the movie... It wasn't a documentary, by the way. It was the premise of the movie was this fictional narrative of what if, you know, they quit working. It was a fascinating idea. And I think there's been... Some sort of movement since then. That's oh, in real you, life. Wouldn't you just love to see some of these corporate folks take off their tie and go out into the field <laughs> and get their fingers bloody from picking raspberries and strawberries? Oh. I would just, I would really enjoy that. It should happen, just to sort of teach them the lesson of we really need to expand our minds and our souls and our consciousness to include others. I mean, you grew up in Virginia, right? Right. I, I, quite frankly, I never even met anybody from Central America or Mexico. Had you? Growing up in oh, Philly, no. I never met anyone. It was a, the most, I, the closest I came was West Side Story, and that wasn't even, that was, that was Puerto Rico. <laughs> Where I'm from, the, the, the minorities are the Presbyterians. Oh. So, I, not only did I not have a, really? a wide range of <laughs> Presbyterians, you know, no, I, I'm kidding. It was the well, Catholics. Were you, oh, the Catholics? <laughs> were, were you nasty to them and didn't give them a seat well, at the diner? Th- that's right. I mean, you gotta you got to get out, you know, 10 minutes early in order to, to get to the diner on time. To make kickoff, that was the real... The Catholics the real in my neighborhood all had station wagons. That's oh, how yeah. you do. Yours the, too? You remember the station wagon Woody? I rem- Of course the Woody. Oh, my gosh. And the best thing about the Woody is you would get in it and it, you faced backwards. That, yeah, that's right. And, and what did you do when you were facing backwards? The people that you were, that were behind you, you would make faces, make faces and try, and try to get them to give yeah. you the finger. Yeah. That was the goal. My college roommate, Brian Anderson, who, by the way, who's a Pennsylvanian, like you. There you go. Uh, he's, from, he's from Lancaster. And you know that, I'm, that you know, I'm legit because I'm saying it correctly. Lancaster basically has barely three syllables. It's kind of two. Yeah, between it's two not Lancaster no. like it is in California. That's right. You know I love it. the way that you always associate anybody from Pennsylvania 
you act like they're all my neighbors. You know. Pittsburgh. You Pittsburgh. know him. Pittsburgh. You know. It's so Millersville. You're around the corner. It's, it's basically the same street. It happens to be a 300-mile street of the Jersey, of the, of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Hey, you're but, the ones who came up with the You've Got a Friend slogan, so wow, I you remember you know that, huh? Oh, yeah. Anyway, Brian Anderson yeah. from Millersville, Pennsylvania, came to school at William & Mary in a station wagon Woody. He yes. loved that thing. Well, there was nothing like the Woody, although I had something to top the Woody, Ryan. Uh-oh. I went to school. My father, I never really knew my father that well, but he would always have a scheme, and his scheme this one time was he took my car from me that I earned, and he traded me. He says, you're going to need this at school, and he gave me a Cadillac ambulance from 1964 <laughs> where every 100 miles I had to stop for oil, not gas, oil, because the oil just poured out of it, and it had no floorboards, so when it rained, it rained up into my feet. I was like Fred Flintstone putting on the brakes. Was it like a hearse? Or it was, was a it... big hearse, bright oh. orange. It said Blakely Borough Ambulance. Oh, my gosh. And people would literally, I'd be driving on the turnpike. Yep. And they would literally pull over. Like, they would, oh, look, here comes an ambulance. And, what? and if they didn't, I gave them a little, ah, ah, <laughs> That's brilliant. It was all operational. Oh. And the best part was it had fans in the back. These tiny little fans that were great for the pot smoke. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, confession time. Yes. Uh, speaking of oil and cars, Yeah. for whatever reason, I guess I blame it on my dad. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I didn't either didn't have to or didn't learn to. Maybe it's on me. I never learned to change the oil in my car until way too late. So I went skiing in West Virginia. Okay. Uh, and met some buddies there. We went up to uh, Pipestem ski resort in West Virginia. It's called Winter Place. Winter Place, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Coming back, the oil light on my car came on, and I knew that I needed to put oil in it, right? That's what the oil light is for. So I pull over at this gas station. I'm glad you at least knew that. I, that that much I knew. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I was so, uh, I don't know, bougie? I don't know what the term is. I was so... Um, uh, Snobby. Novice, <laughs> naive. Novice, naive. Inept, okay. probably is a better... Okay, yeah. That I decided that if I were to turn off the engine, it would have gotten cold. I would have gotten cold. So I checked, I I went inside, I I, uh, purchased some oil, and I got the dipstick, and I checked it, and it showed that it was over full. Like, it was more than full in the, on the dipstick. So I didn't put oil in the engine, I just assumed it was a flawed light. But I was really almost out of oil, and when I got back, I was explaining this to my dad, and my dad was walking me through step by step, like, did you do this? Yes, did you do this? Did you do this? And he, you know, he got to the step of, well, you turned off the engine, and you checked the oil, and I said, no, 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 whoa, whoa, I didn't turn the engine off, and he's like, you idiot. It's going, it's going to bubble, it's going to show that it has more oil than it does, unless you turn off the engine, but I didn't do that, so I nearly broke my car. Because I was too... Was this a car that you bought yourself? Oh, of course not. I want to know how bougie you are. No, it was not. Someone bought it for you? Yeah, my... Oh, man, my respect level for you went way down. Yeah, I understand that. You're an entitled... You're an entitled... um, A Protestant, aren't you? (laughs) Southern Baptist, yeah. Southern Baptist. Oh, okay. That's why the Presbyterians and the Catholics... Were the minorities. Were the minorities. Okay. Uh, And then you treated them as such. You drove by them in their woody... In your nice car that was purchased for you right. by your dad, Tivis. Tivis, that's right. I love the name Tivis. You just told me that tonight before our podcast here. Yep. That Tivis is a very southern and, name. And I is my first it. name. You didn't know that. You, we I, learned a little more about I each other I never tonight. knew that. Yeah. I go by my middle name. That's right. What was your first car? 
my first car. Yep. All of my cars I purchased, and oh, I wow. say all of because there were many. I would drive them till they dropped. I hundred dollars I dropped down on the car. I drive it, however long it made it. That ambulance though made it a long time. I was famous at college for having this. To this day, you know how you have those <laughs> the reputations. To this day, yeah. someone from my college will say, "Oh man, that ambulance." <laughs> they, they all remember the ambulance, so it's uh, nice to be remembered for something. But that was uh, that was a trade on a hundred dollar car, oh. and I drove that till it dropped. I actually drove it to the point. Well, they all ended up in my mom's driveway. All my cars. And you never sold them? You just kind of let them pile up? Well, they would just break down in my mom's driveway. And I was worse than you with changing oil oh, yeah. or changing anything. It was not my thing. I was poor bougie. Can yeah. you be poor bougie? Sure, sure. I, I guess so. Yeah, you can act like you're bougie or you or you have a law of attraction. You will be bougie if so you're acting the part. <laughs> exactly. If I were to have money, I would be so bougie. If I were to have money, there's no way I would be changing my own oil or fixing this car right now. So I'd either have a buddy... I don't know about you, but when you were growing up, did you get to know people that you could use them? Oh, kind yeah, of? yeah. You always got a guy who does fill in the blank, right? Oh, right. I know a guy who, blank. Has a pool. Yeah. Exactly. Did you have a pool growing up? I did not. Oh, okay. No. But n not many people did back east, no, right? No, not at all. I mean, well, here's what Except we... the Catholics. They had above-ground <laughs> pools. Catholics. <laughs> those Catholics had above-ground pools. Yes. So true. With all their kids in there. So, so you grew up... Uh, middle class, yeah, right. With no yeah. pool, no pool. But we had you a were, lake house, though. You, you, you had a lake house. Oh <laughs> we my didn't god! We had a pool, you, but we had a lake. You, you know what? I hope this drive is over soon. We are <laughs> passing Winnetka now, and I hope it's over soon because I'm losing respect every moment. I thought you were one of me. I thought you grew up, you know, on the other side of the tracks. But here you own the tracks yeah, no, and no. the trains. No, no. Did you ever have a train? You had a train. Oh company, yeah, right? I lived right. I lived very close to the to the train tracks in fact my mom her exercise in the morning she was an accountant she owned a CPA business and so needless to say it's a stressful job and you know okay. the first four months of the year you're just you know head down 12 yeah. hours a day at least you know doing doing account doing the books so my mom would get up early every morning and her workout routine was to go was to walk on the railroad tracks so she literally would walk on the tracks uh, in front of our house down really? to the Piggly Wiggly so I you love know the Piggly Wiggly. You know it's Southern, which became Food City, by the way. The people that worked there, Ugly Wuggly, <laughs> in the Piggly Wiggly. That was uh, I love the Piggly. I never grew up with a Piggly Wiggly. Oh yeah, we had two. So she worked the tracks. She, I mean, she, she, she walked, she walked the on the tracks. Yep, for her exercise. Right. So I literally grew up in front of the railroad tracks. Now, when you did the tracks when you were a kid, yeah, this was a big deal for us. How did you approach walking the tracks, especially over a bridge or a trestle? Oh, we had a Were huge... you a skipper? We had or did a... you do one at a time? No. Or did you crawl like a pussy? I was kind of chicken. Was, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of chicken. We had a huge trestle, and I, and I love that you, you really know what that is. How about that? What we know is. the trestle yeah. word, yeah. But, uh, I mean, within sight of my house was a huge, giant trestle that crossed over State Route 83 mm -hmm. that I lived on. Hey, there's another car just like mine. And we crossed, uh, but but it was really scary, and it was way high up. And so I would take those one at a time. Most of the time, we didn't go that direction. I would go the other way towards the Piggly Wiggly, but I would ride my motorcycle adjacent to, you know, on the flat part, not on the on the tracks itself, but on the right. on the wide part. I, yeah, on the little the dirt 
thing next yeah. to the next to, but you still didn't tell me how did you approach the tracks that's how you could sort of judge the character <laughs> of one of your friends is how you approach the tracks we had you know we have the guy that crawls yeah i think they even had a scene in stand by me about this and then you had the guy that like literally treated it like he was a monkey Right. You just, yeah. Or, or he, was, he was in the movie Avatar. He right. just fly across and skip like five tracks at once. And just have blatant disregard for human life. Exactly. And, just, and they're, they're, yeah, to them, yeah. they were zen like. And they could, that's how they approached the tracks. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I was not a crawl guy, and I certainly was not a fast guy. Right. I, was, I was trepidatious, and, yeah. but I was also. Okay, that was kind of like me. Yeah. So we, we, we do have that similarity. But I love the tracks. There's so many great memories. Except for, I don't know if you ever did this. Oh, since you had a car, you probably didn't. We actually used it as transportation. Okay. Uh, we would hop the train. Oh. So we could go from Flower Town to Orland on the freight train. Was it a, it was I was going to ask, was it a freight train? Well, it was a freight train that would take limestone from the quarry. Gotcha. And they would, you know, take it miles and miles. So we wanted to go somewhere like a, you're basically a hobo well i know you though you love free i'm shocked oh. that you didn't do this uh, yeah, oh, i'm definitely. sure it wasn't i'm so surprised it wasn't on your agenda because you save a train ride of gas everything by just jumping on and it was great until doug boker oh. had his yeah. foot run over oh no yeah i think trying to trying to i would love it if he was listening to this podcast and call doug me. if you're listening contact me on facebook or something like that the Love Master on Twitter. You see how I get my social media out there. Yep. Or, or, or you know what? Even better, Doug, Instagram Craig Shoe and show me a picture of your foot. Your metatarsal. Because I want to know <laughs> if he is still missing his foot. He was a legend in our town because he blew the whole policy. Because then they, then they had guards. Oh, yeah. Because we would wait in the bushes for them to slow down, and bam, you get on the train, you could go anywhere. It takes one guy to lose a foot to ruin everything. Yeah. Now, the other thing we did, did you ever try? Did, you had snow. Oh, yeah. You yeah. did? We yeah. did, yes. It's snow. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, we would miss lots. People assume that, and Virginia is a southern state, obviously. And people, yes. But people assume that, you know, it's like Mississippi sometimes. But no, no. We I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains in the far western corner of the state, right on the Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia border. And we would get huge snowstorms. Now, I, you know, relative, for people listening from New England go, that's not a snow. It's my New England accent. All of a sudden, that's not a snowstorm. Everybody, how in the world is that a new? All of a sudden, he's a boil. You call that a penis? That's a, that's not a penis. That's a, that's a, Where in the world did that come from? You know. got a guy, you cocksucker, you pisser. You take a wicked pissy. Yeah, they all say cocksucker. They love that word. And there's some words in New England you can say, and you can be politically incorrect. You know what one of them is? What? You're a retard. Oh, yeah. Yep. They say retard, and it's it's almost as if New England gets a pass they get on a, that. They get away? No one else can say that word, and I can't even say it unless I'm pretending I'm from New England. Speaking of accents, you and I have a funny running gag. Let's just let your fans in on it right now. I do they, love this gag. And they can find this on, on both of our social media pages, by the way, from a couple months ago. Is that but, true? Uh, yeah, but but you and I went to we went on a double date. One of our first double dates, we went to the forum. Uh, Is that where we were going? Yes, yeah. we were going to see Chicago, Chicago and Ario's and our friends with Ario's. That's Speedway. right. Yes. So we went down to the forum club with our wives. Yes. But we were trying to imitate each other. So try this at home, folks. 
try to activate someone else's Siri. It's we'll show you how it works right now. We have our phones impossible. out right yep. in front of us. My phone's right here. Okay. And we all know what you're supposed to say is, I don't want to say because my phone's going to go on. Yep. But we try to say. We try to activate each other's phones. For so example, watch, I'm going to turn. Here, I'll turn mine on. Hey, Siri. There you See go. your little thing? Okay, so. And, and mine. She says, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Because <laughs> it said your little thing, okay. So so that's that's mine, and his is sitting right here, and I can't make it. So I'll try to do Ryan now. Hey, Siri. So we tried this for a half an hour. Now listen to his imitation to me. This is what he thinks I sound like, and it drives me nuts. Spot on imitation. Oh, we'll see. I've got my phone right in front of your face. You'll think it's him, but it's actually me. Okay, here we go. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. I'm from Philadelphia. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. See? It's not. Apple is smarter. It's not responding. Now, I'm going to imitate you. you doing me and see if it sound if it, then it responds. Ready? Hey, Siri. I'm from Philadelphia. See, it's not, see, it's no good. It's not uh, working. But I duplicated your impression of me. No. I just can't imitate you. I sound just Here we like go. Here we go. Put your thing in front of my face. Here go. we go. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Why are you, why are you not finishing your... Hey, oh, yeah, Siri. That's right. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, mine went on. Ah, damn it. Mine went on as Ryan O'Quinn. Ah, that just drives me anyway. nuts. Anyway. It's something that has never worked. We've never been able to turn each other's series on. Actually, well, what so, we have discovered is Apple, you know, developers are smarter than we are. Apparently they are. But, they, but my Siri doesn't understand my accent, neither does my voice to text. Yours always works. And I'm pretty good at the uh, period, comma, colon, cap, No, you line. are. You're so good. I, I choke under pressure. I get, like, she's going to attack me. It, it reminds me of, that's the way I grew up. I'm so messed up. Anyway, our show is called Can I Help You? Now, do you know the reason for this, Ryan? Now, you've known me for six, seven months now. Well, I... And we're partners, we're yeah. podgies, we go a lot of events together. Well, yeah, and we're coming back to one right now. How about the one this... Yeah, quite different. The one... Oh. This was about cultural evolution and the millennials, <laughs> and yet Saturday's event was... We went to... What was it? Well, it was... It was <laughs> when we showed up, it was Miss... The, the finals of Miss Swimsuit Miss USA. Miss Swimsuit USA, it, which we were sort late the, to be the judges. The antithesis of what we just came <laughs> You and I just, we did pick the winner, though. We both picked the same winner. I gave you the look like, hey, number one, and you said, yeah, same thing. So anyway, yeah, we were at my friend Jeff Franklin's house. He created Full House. How about that mansion? Though? Oh, was my that gosh. Unbelievable? That was a crazy... Have you ever been to a better one than that, a bigger one? I tell you, that's, that's going to be hard to top. That yes. was an unbelievable... You're getting off at your exit when my yeah. car is up two more exits. Just uh, thought I'd let well, you know. We're, we'll, we'll, well, you can go on the side road. Yeah. yeah, we don't want the podcast to end that early. No, no. So, We've so, only been at this You drove very minutes. fast as if you didn't want to be on this podcast. <laughs> So I, we made yeah, this home. over with as soon as possible. <laughs> wow. Right you hear the time. blinker? He's going to go down this little side street. We live in the same neighborhood outside, north of Los Angeles, and we really love it. We're trying to build a Hollywood. We have the same goal, building a yeah. Hollywood in we, our area. Which is one of the ways that we connected. We really had the same mantra, right? We had yes. the same kind of goal without... Knowing each we, other. Not only is it the same, we even use the word mantra. Exactly. We both use the same. We both use mantra with the same mantra. To describe our mantra. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's what we want, and it's really working. So, the, but the show is called "How Can I Help?" And now, do you know why it's called that? Now that you know me. Uh, well. 
first of all, you're constantly doing exactly that. I mean, you're 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 a perpetual connector, helper for sure, but a connector of people. Like I, I've learned <laughs> on the on this trip uh, tonight. Like if you need to get something done, just throw out what it is, and like you, I don't know if it's the codependence in you or what it is, but it's the like you have this innate desire to just make something happen for other people which I love about you and so it could be called people pleasing people pleasing <laughs> that sounds more negative I like yeah it's I a little negative that. isn't it yeah, yeah. people pleasing being of service we that's could call really it a, good because yeah. I don't ask for money usually when I fix up marriages and things you've done so, a lot of that too. so uh, yeah I've done a lot of that I do love like for instance I really dug it when you went to that mansion and just looked around and I saw your face going what the well, Ryan's very clean. What the heck is this? What the heck is this, Siri? Sounds just like Didn't me. work. <laughs> yeah, I love it, though, when people, when I kind of turn people on to something, or or that concert we had in our parking lot with oh. Kenny Loggins and Ario Speedwagon. You went on stage, and I saw your face. You were just going, oh, my God. A, a little bit, it must have been like, what if I involved myself what with this I, guy? Who Who's this Craig Shoemaker? With? He's, he's out of his mind, this guy. He's got a concert within a week. We've Howie Mandel's here. And it was like, so, yes, there's a lot of insanity. people to 300 people in 300 people in our parking lot. And it was, it was, it was amazing. I, I loved it. But when I see happiness on people's faces. So what is it, as we're pulling up to our destination here, what is it that I could help you with, do you think? Like, like let's be honest here. I know you have a lot of things going for you. You have an amazing wife and family. And things are going. Oh, I'm here. I hope I didn't get a ticket or towed. We'll find out. This might this might go on longer because you might have to I'll take, take me to, you the, to the tow the tow garage. <laughs> There's oh, it's car. here. Your there car's here. So, um, is there something that you would like to admit? That, like, <laughs> there's confession. Time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know you don't like the Catholics, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so is there something that you is in your way of like big time happiness or maybe not something I could help with, but just something that you feel is kind of like gum on your shoe. Hmm. What is it that you wake up and you go, man, I would, I'd like to take care of that, but it's a habit or, or you're in a condition or something in your life that you would like help with. Hmm. Good question. Um, well, part of it, it, part of it, you're already, helping with slash involved in and that's and that's kind of our business you know we're in the we're in the independent film and television world for the most part and uh, Orson Welles famously said when asked about filmmaking he said I spend uh, 10% of my time making great movies and 90% of my time raising money to make great movies and yeah, so yeah. you know you and I are both in this independent film world where we're right now we're, we're almost in the zeitgeist of having too much going on at the same time literally Three three movies back to back, one right, right after the other, yeah. starting next week. Mm -hmm. And but there's this fallow season that I've been going through for about a year. What, where what what season? Fallow. Am I using that right? Fallow. I don't know. Oh, well, uh, I we've got a big it's a farming term. <laughs> you know, I'm from Philadelphia. Well, I, I grew up I on Stenton and Duval. We don't have a follow I season. I didn't grow up on a farm either, but I know. Yes, from, you did. Well, no. no. Well, you okay? So okay. okay. So let's so follow season. We're following you. We're following you. Okay. You so know, go ahead. But I mean, a season where the crops are not growing is that a better way to say? It? So like, okay. you've got to plant. You've got to harvest. You've got to to plant the seeds mm -hmm. in order to reap 
the harvest. And so, you know, it's really been a, we opened the, the, the office doors about, uh, almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have, you know, big overhead in these, these studios that we've built in these production offices. And so they're, you know, the first movie got off the ground fairly quickly. Like we started the process in, oh gosh, you know, late summer, early this, and fall. And this is the movie Believe. That's right. And, and, and you star in it, you produced it, you didn't write it. Nope. You purchased the, just tell people how it works. You, you yeah, I, purchased the rights. Uh, I was I was approached as an actor first. And oh, so really? I was ca yep, I was cast in the role by Billy Dixon, and then then I came on board as a producer and suggested that they shoot the movie in my hometown. And then I, I took Billy and one of the other producers back to Virginia, where I grew up, and uh, and introduced them to the people there. And then I, I came on board as an executive producer after that, and and really helped shape that film and helped. You know, see it to fruition from financing. So, and you use locals. Oh yeah, yeah, we. Used I'm it. sure. No, I'm sure no Presbyterian. <laughs> we were very judicious. No, we allowed. We man. Jews. Yeah, oh no, judicious, well, not Jews. Judicious. Yeah. You don't have any Jews in your town, do you? I. Uh, you know, it's it's changed so much since I've been there. I wouldn't know. There's a law school there now, so probably. <laughs> There's a pharmacy school and a law school. But anyway, uh, but I will tell you this. Hats off to Grundy, Virginia, because we. We needed about 200 extras to show up for the scene, and the plan was to replicate it and make it look like there were a few hundred extras there. Mm -hmm. And we needed it, it really needed to set up the, the main shot of the movie, it needed to set up that this big festival that was going to happen. And so we threw it out on Facebook, and I did a, a radio interview a couple days before for local radio, and I think they counted 2,300 people showed up. Basically, nice. the entire town turned out. Um, Damn, I'm surprised. Yeah. Knowing you, I know how you are with a buck. Well, you know me. I'm yeah. sure I'm surprised there wasn't a cover. Free ninety free is my favorite. <laughs> you, price. you charge a cover <laughs> to to, to like you, play. You want to be in this? You want to be in this movie? There's a cover charge. Five dollars. Exactly. Whatever it takes. <laughs> but my point is, you know, yeah. that movie happened really f in the grand scheme of things fairly quickly. Like we. And you thought it's going to be like this all the time. And I thought, man, we're just going to crank. Oh, I thought we were going to crank out eight or ten a year at that rate. Interesting. So, and you know, and now so there's where you need your help, is you want to you want to crank out five or ten a year. You and I have we have a slate. This yeah. Slate, by the way, for those of you in in non film world, is a list, lack of a better word, mm -hmm. of movies that we're going to do. Like we have a 2018, 2019 slate, and it has, you know, somewhere between ten and thirty films that we want to get to in order. And so it take there's a lot to it. There's a lot of private placement monies and equity and mm -hmm. finding first monies and matching second monies. So long winded answer to your question. Like and you're already doing it. Like you're helping source from your vast Rolodex of people from yeah. from from not only your you know, the East Coast connections, but being in show business for thirty years, like you know a lot of people. And so it's been a huge boon to our business and production company to introduce us to the right folks to get us to the next level so yeah that's been huge it, well I'm, I'm glad i can help in that area and it helps me too that the thing is that i'm digging is i've never had this in my life i don't know if you have if you have we i i know this to be true is people who have rented from you or partners with, from the past have been it's been a failed relationship you right. would say and i've had many of those and this is the first time, and my wife can attest to this. As a matter of fact, I think she did attest to it she in your said kitchen. a couple of times, yeah. It's, it's the first time in my whole life that I have ever felt a true partnership where it's, 
it's complete faith. You know, it's like I, I work with Bill Bellamy on stage, and I look into his eyes, and he looks into mine, and it's complete trust. Mm. So now we can, yep. that's how you do improv. Well, we do improv on a daily basis as producers. Sure. We call ourselves the one-two one, two punch, punch, which is yeah. which is really a lot of fun for me. Yep. You're different from me, but you're also the same, and it's those similarities that are blended with the differences that make a nice mesh. And that's to, but the bottom line on it is there's two things: having fun and having integrity. Mm -hmm. If you can have both, I really do believe that that is when you're a winner. I totally agree. And and then then the money will flow, mm -hmm. and it is all of a sudden. It does look like it's appearing. And it's just, you know, we're doing this one film, The Seven, and then Roadkill McGillicuddy, and She. Uh, that'll be financed soon. And I think it's really cool. So it's not fun for you and I to ask for money, right? Is that a tough oh, one for you? Oh, my gosh. I remember, yeah, and I come by it naturally. Like when I used to have to sell Krispy Kreme donuts for Little League, my parents would just buy them all, you know, because I, <laughs> neither I nor they wanted to go knock on doors. Like, you know, that's the last thing you do. Oh, so that was your thing? Oh, ours was light bulbs for the Boy oh, Scouts, and I hated it. And I would end up yeah. with all the inventory. Yeah. You end up, you know, keeping it because you just can't ask it. And those little, we had those little candy sticks. Remember those little sticks, like flavored candy? You'd have to sell those for a quarter or a dollar or something. So you would sell those for like a fundraiser. Right. And you didn't want to do it. But my dad had a convenience store. Oh. So we just put them on the, put them on the <laughs> counter and he'd be like, all right, I'll buy them for a quarter and sell Man. them for 50 cents. Boy, I'm glad we did this. I had no idea how spoiled you were, really, you are. I, I, <laughs> they're doing all the Is work it, for you. I had to actually lot, purchase my inventory every time. I'd lost money. One time I sold pots and pans, and they said it was a, it was a summer job, and they, they recruited us, and they said, bring your yearbook. And I had to go away, two states away, to get trained for Camelot cookware. Oh, my gosh. But you know why we brought the yearbook? They said your best clients are girls you went to high school with. Oh, smart. Oh, no, not smart, because... <laughs> I want them to think I'm like really successful. I have I'm on my knees in their living room, and they had to invite their mothers and uh, them because, you know, it was a kind of sexist. Like they're going to be married someday. Right. I'm like, you're going to need good cookware, and I've got this, this flip chart of showing like we have bake light, and you know you can put it in an oven at 700 degrees, it won't melt. And I'm on the living room floor going, and I couldn't wait to give uh, them the free gift for letting me in the door, which is like a little makeup kit. Right. But that's all I ever sold. I just gave away the makeup kit. I never sold never one. Sold a pan. Not one pan, not one pot. And I'm sure you're the same way. It's 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 oh, like I hated it. It's it's like how do you ask for money? You know, it's it's an odd thing. Now there's help that both of us can use. So there's some I can help you with. <laughs> so, I mean, I could give suggestions of things that I've heard, and I keep meeting with people. That have that down. Mm. They've got, that's their lane. Yep. Well, and there's people who do that. You know, we're we're yeah. running into more and more people who not only are good at it, but do that for a living. You know, they they're just in a uh, a circle of of either business associates or friends or or whatever, and they're they do that full time. So yeah, emotionally, psychologically, I'm sure you've evaluated this. What do you think it is for you personally that has difficulty? Basically, going up to someone and saying, "Invest in this. Invest in me, really." Oh yeah. Well, you're, I, you're asking them to invest and trust in you. Exactly, and and you know, if we break that down, that's probably one of the hardest things to do. Despite the fact of, 
you know, you and I are both in the business and, and being an actor, you've got to have thick skin, first of all. I, I, I sometimes think of Will Rogers' quote of, you have to be certifiable to be in this business. Yes, it's true. I, I, I think that's absolutely true. But they're different true. businesses, though. The acting rejection is different. We're almost used to it. Yep. And, that's all, and you're not asking them for anything except for a part. Mm-hmm. And you're really not doing that. And so there's a different perspective on that. But what do you think it is that, that <clears throat> we have a difficulty asking someone with money for money to support a project that you're doing. Yeah, and I think th- I think that's it. I think I'm so, you know, I'm 23 years into the acting game at this point. So, if I don't get a role, it's, you know, it's no no huge deal because right. that's a callus now. But I'm so new yeah. at this executive oh. producing thing mm-hmm. that that rejection is fresh. So this is kind of like you auditioning for the first time, exactly. the third time. So essentially yeah. I'm saying whether I'm I'm in the film or not, I have vetted or endorsed this project and I'm reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, this is something that I'm a part of and I'm creatively vested in this thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to to be a part of this because it's it's part of me. And when they say no... Mm. That's a that's a bit of a stiff arm personally somehow. I'm, yeah, and, I, and this is by the way the first time I'm thinking about that. But well, maybe, that's what I want you to do it. is think about this for the first time. It's like break this down emotionally, spiritually, yeah. mentally. Like, what do you think it is? In the let's go way deep and think of your past. Mm. Like, what is it about our past? I mean, I have ideas on mine, but the, you know, you're my guest, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> so I'm going to you on what what do you. Th- I could lean you into an area where I might think it is if I could play the therapist. Whoa, Maybe time. that's what I'm going to help you with. Is this free, by the way? Is this free? <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I've done therapy for years for people. I don't know if you knew that. I see clients and stuff. Sure. I, I, mean, never, yeah. I never charge them. <laughs> Maybe you should start. There's another one. There's no, another don't one. start tonight. There's another one. I don't charge. <laughs> it's amazing to me. It's, I have a hard time. And then people hit me up for tickets oh they're all listening to this right now going oh perfect i'm going to facebook private message him and ask him for tickets for something because he's so codependent but there's got to be something from your past Hmm. don't make me go there but i i know what some of mine are that that cause you to i know again i don't want to lean the question i'm trying to be a good lawyer here well that do what you need to do but but i will say this yeah I, i have a hard time trying something that I have not mastered. That, sound, yeah. that sounds really, maybe sounds really weird. No, maybe it another, doesn't sound weird at all because confession. you don't want to fail. Um, that's, beach that's volleyball. The, Let me just give you okay. just a real world example. Okay. Like, uh, like <laughs> this is stupid, but beach volleyball or, 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 or surfing. You know what I mean? Like I, okay. I, when I first learned to surf years ago, I almost didn't want to learn to surf because I hadn't learned to surf. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, like it I makes knew I was sense. and and I and I for some reason And I'll bet you did it in an area where no one was oh, watching. Yeah. In fact, right? I did a I did a show on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Absolutely. You you that's pretty prophetic of you. You call that. But I did a show on the Outer Banks of North Carolina and I worked in a little town called Manio and I worked in a, 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 a it was called the Lost Colony was the name mm-hmm. of the of the uh, historical outdoor drama. And when I learned to surf, I had a surf instructor, and I went um, about 20 miles south <laughs> on the coast so nobody else from the cast yeah. would be there. Right. Because I didn't want them to see me fail. Exactly. And that's so now we're breaking it down. Now that's we're weird. getting into the. Yeah, so I'm going to take it further back. Was there someone in your life that shamed you 
I know you didn't grow up in an area like I did, but there's a lot of shaming. Did you, oh, sh- I thought you said chained, but no, shaming, shaming. Okay. And, and and that pretty much chained you as well. <laughs> the shaming <clears throat> that takes place has such a profound effect. Mm. It's almost like post-traumatic stress syndrome, and you don't want to recreate that again. And those failures are when those things happen. So you want to fail by yourself, mm-hmm. and you can. You know, you'll never shame yourself. You might, you know, you're not going to embarrass yourself when there's no one else watching. But when, right. and that's the odd thing about the business that we chose is everyone's watching. Everybody's watching. Yeah, yeah. That's what's odd about it. Is I get on stage. I was in front of seventy thousand people once, or twice. Mm-hmm. I did it at the University of Florida. Seventy thousand people could see me fail. Yeah. But I didn't have as big an issue as if I walked up to one person and said. Can I have some money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then get rejected by, and most of the time that's somebody that you know. Yeah, you know, well, that's that's, that's true too, and you know, and I, I don't know if you ever done network marketing. No. Oh, like you never did MLM it? type. No, yeah, really, did. I'm kind of yeah. shocked by that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that there's a guy approaching me now. If he if he gets me in, I'm going to ask you to oh, be. I'm okay. going to sponsor you. I'll be under you. your pyramid. You'll be under my. <laughs> You'll be the first call I make because you're the really rare person that's never been hit up. Well, I've been hit up, but I've never, I've never. Have you ever been to a meeting where they draw the circles on the, well, they don't do that anymore. It's more high tech. No, I'm so, you know, I'm so cheap that I have been to the meetings where, you know, I'm going to get the three days free in Cancun if I go to the, if I go to the sit in the pitch meeting. So I've done that. Oh, the the time time share? Oh, I I could lead a timeshare presentation right now. Absolutely. I knew you did that. Oh. And I do the same thing. And I got suckered into it. But the I, I thing is that we're too codependent, though, yes. to say no to the person selling. I spent right? $17,000 on a timeshare I never used. That's exactly. Oh, my God. And we're the same it. person. This is what we oh. have in common. So it's reversed. Is We want to rescue and save the person who's selling us, That's but we funny. can't sell someone. My wife gets onto me all the time because I oh. hate to be the person. We're doing construction on our house right now. And we've had probably four different groups of construction, you know, foreman type folks that come up to give estimates, and I want to hire them all. Right. You want to hire them all, and she doesn't. Oh she's my the gosh. hardest. No, in she's your the family. one. Oh, she's the one who's definitely like, no, oh no, no. My this, God. So I, but I'm, I'm just like you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, they seemed nice, so let's let him go ahead and do the floors, and and then we'll hire this guy to do the floors too. And, right. and if that doesn't work, well, that that guy really seems like he was a good guy. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. And to say no to someone is just because I feel the rejection that it, it's like an empathic it's response. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're being empathetic to the person because you've been there. Right. And, which oh, there's, there's pathetic and empathetic, I think. <laughs> Pathetic's uh, the root Empathic. Word. But um, my wife, we were on our honeymoon and Cheapo over here said, let's do this because we get a free kayak. <laughs> That's awesome. We get yeah, a free I would have done it too. But I said, we have to have a code. Right, we have a code when the guy is speaking of how we get out of this. So I said the code. Is, the code is, we have to get back to make a phone call. Okay, that's All right. A, so a secret, yeah. so I go, I go. So she goes, we have to go back to make a phone call. I'm so codependent. I go, oh no no, they can wait. It was a complete. It was complete fiction. The first. The and first I'm saying was a this fictitious person uh, has to wait. That, because I wanted this person to be able sure. to complete, and then I was probably going to buy it, and she had to insist. She bodily oh. removed me, but we still got that damn kayak trip. <laughs> I can want... guarantee you that. I Where'd always the... call them on it, too. 
One time there was an offer. It was six things if I took a tour. I drove two hours to oh see this gosh. tour. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. It said, uh, so if you heard these following things, there's no way they can trick you. Uh, it was $1,000. It was a television. It was a microwave um, and a six-piece camera set. Okay? So all of those guaranteed if you complete the tour. And they said, you have to complete the tour. And I did. So you spent the day. And I go, okay, where's my gift? And they said, pull your car up. I'm going, oh, let me pull it. I guess for the TV. I'm like, low. Yeah, open the trunk. He they, they, they goes, roll your window down, you know, when I pulled up. I roll my window down, hands me this tiny box. You know what it was? It was the six-piece camera set. The six pieces included the lens cap, the strap, the box that it came in. <laughs> it was this horrible camera. Oh, my god! It took, like, two pictures at a time. It was the worst. But I said, I've got this free camera now. I probably sold it in a garage sale for a dollar. But you can relate to it because you've done the same thing. Oh, yeah. You, th- you can't scam them. Mm-mm. You can't scam the scammers. That's true. And we'll, but we'll try. We'll try to get something for free. So let's break this down. When were you shamed when you were a kid? Peers or parents? Mm, gosh, what, you know, I, I don't think it was peers... I don't, you know, I, so you don't remember being made fun of or beaten? No, no, definitely wasn't. I mean, I would have remembered. No, I was, <laughs> I was not the beater, nor was I the BT. You know, I was, uh, I was um, Switzerland. I was Switzerland. I was uh, senior uh, class president for crying out loud. Oh, like, dear I Lord. had, I had the right. vote of all the people. I'm liking you less and less. I should have ended the podcast at, at <laughs> Reyes Adobe when we were getting off. So, uh, but, but and class I also, president. Yeah. All right, but I, and I also don't think it was my my parents that shamed me. I had, I had great parents. My parents were, I mean, they were owned their own businesses and they were, they were really, um, you know, I'll say this, they, they taught me the power of a dollar. And I think sometimes that's lost. It's certainly lost on my show. I need to do a better job. Of parenting. It's, it's odd though. I mean, when I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to some common core, <clears throat> something that we share because we have, the results are the same. Well, we are the same. I mean, we, we're the same last, in that yep. regard, is, which is going to be a very tough business for us, because I'm going to be telling, hey, close that deal, and you're going to, I can't do it. I want to close. <laughs> so, although that said, I mean, you and I are, you're, we're both codependent. We're both empathetic. We're both uh, look for a deal. We're both that's cheap. true. By the way. Uh, one of the first times I knew that we were simpatico was when you and I were coming back from golfing and you called your wife because we were going to go meet at a restaurant over here okay. and you, you told her to bring the coupons. I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy. I would do the exact same thing. We were, you know, we were going to go eat at a restaurant and, and oh, by the way, cut out the coupons because, you know. We can so you had an internal yes. Oh, yes. I was like, this is my people. This is my partner here. I get that. That's what solidified the partnership. That was definitely. The only thing that doesn't solidify is you use the word coupon and not coupon. Oh. You don't eat vegetable soup. I'm not, <laughs> we're not in your, we're not in your uh, you know, Chevy coupe. It's a coupon. Coupon. Why are you so perplexed? It's a, it's C O U P. Well, let me think of what I say. Make me say it. Okay. I went and I called my wife and I said, are you sure we, are there any, uh, did you clip any what? Coupons. Coupons. It's not a coupon. (laughs) It's a coupon. I feel like I, 
I see. I don't. I don't hear. I mean, I hear the difference, but I, I feel like I. What? And I, I know he. I by the way, he it? loves his diction. If you've noticed, I want you to listen to the podcast <laughs> again because I, I I need the downloads. But also listen for the way he pronounces his T's. He, what? He, yes, oh, I just did it. <laughs> I just heard it. You mean you don't realize this? No. You put the T on everything. You, what? You button. You button it up. It's it's unbelievable. You you You're snap every T literally? off. Literally. Literally, every <laughs> single consonant, you you I've I, I've, I can't I've actually it's, southern. it's so true that I even hear a pause, like <laughs> like I can even hear a pause as you're searching for the T sound. Like you go, I won't. <laughs> that is so not. Uh, now I'm going to go back and listen to it. Do that. I'm southern. I can't. That can't be it. I I, can't I cannot believe that I'm the first person to announce this to you that you are the king of diction. <laughs> well, that's probably why you won the presidency. Maybe so. Although it didn't work in our country. Uh. <laughs> There's a lot of diction going on there. I'm nominish. So I I don't understand how I'm the first person to point this out to you that you pronounce every single consonant. Mm-hmm. Say the word consonant. Consonant. <laughs> you don't hear that? Well, I do now. People, God, people, rhinoquin.com or whatever the hell it is. Email him and tell him he's been doing this the entire time. He pronounces T's. Now you're doing it. Are you doing it? You I'm should... doing it because I am trying to be you. <laughs> hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. I cannot believe you have not. Uh, Maybe nobody's your ever. Your wife has never pointed this, no. pointed this, pointed this pointed out. This out. That's so weird. Now I'm going to be conscious of it. Conscious of it. I tell you, the one time you really do it, Ryan is. There's one thing you do that Uh-oh. is different than me. Uh-oh. Okay, this is. We have a lot differences and similarities. <laughs> similarities. Okay, so so now I'm I'm really conscious of pronouncing my consonants. So when you give the tour, oh, of our the studio, one the yeah. one thing that you do. And by the way, I studied with this guy. He's talking about a tour of our of our offices, yes, by the way. And he, and he gives the tour. And we have beautiful offices with this incredible studio, okay, with theater. There's a theater and a music room, and it's just amazing. The one thing you do that is common among salespeople, by the way, is, I know this from Mike Ferry has a real estate seminar thing that he does, right? Hires me to do comedy. But I step in and I watch what he does. One of the things he says to the real estate people, this guy's like unbelievably six. He's the Tony Robbins of real estate. Uh, Tony Robbins Tony of real estate. Robbins of real estate. <laughs> See? <laughs> exactly. Now I'm exaggerating, but go on. No, you're not. That's the way you talk. Uh, so what he says is, and this might be helpful to people, go with a script. <laughs> Having mm-hmm. a script is very important. I am the king of no script. Mm. I uh, all over the place. I go with feelings and oh, hold on a second. My son's calling me. Just one second. No, you take... can do that during the podcast. Hi, sure. Jared. Did you want me to come home and uh, watch a movie with you? Is that why you're calling? Yeah. Also, can you pick up a smoothie on the way home? Pick up a smoothie. Pick up a smoothie. Where do I do that? Yeah. Where do I do that? Um, <laughs> juice, best robins anywhere. Is it open? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I don't think it's open this hour. Okay. McDonald's. I'm just, uh, oh, McDonald's, you want a milkshake? They don't have a smoothie. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. We're on a podcast right now. You were just on it. On it. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> there he is. Jared. Oh, poor Jared. He has a, 
His jaw is wired right shut. Yep. I feel so bad for him. So I should end the podcast just to get him a, a milkshake. Uh, um, so, all right, Jared. Love you. I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Jared, this will make sense when you listen to this. But So. Anyway. We're, we're, uh, you were talking about me going on script. Yes. Okay. So he says that that is a key to sales is mm. you really have it down. And one of the things I know in comedy is is the repetition. Repetition is how you get intuition. Mm-hmm. It's born out of intuition. So, so you can't get the intuition until you repeat, repeat, repeat. And then suddenly it becomes part of you. So what I noticed is when you give a tour, you <laughs> watch yourself next time. You go, and right here, seat row eight. <laughs> Sat Steven Spielberg, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. where they invented surround sound. And, oh my gosh! And, and you say in every theater in the United States, you've got this pitch down. Uh-huh. Every person, and now I lip it along with you without you the can, tease. You can without say, the tease. You can say it right so so it. and it's amazing to me, but I cannot believe that you have never noticed how you enunciate. Well, I will be conscious from now on. I don't want to make you. St- I don't want to make you conscious, oh. like, like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm never going to talk again. They're never going to talk again, or you'll start talking Philly. You're going to go, hey, hey in this seat right here, here is Spielberg. Is over said. here, Spielberg sat right there. That's how I would say it. Spielberg. I get emotional when I talk. It's really ridiculous. I, I should. I sh- maybe you can learn from me, and I can learn from you. And we can that's help great, one another. That's a great idea. That's what this podcast was about: helping one another. We became partners. We're having fun. And if we gave any suggestions to people, maybe you might want to look for that. And we both took big risks. 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 <laughs> risks. We took big risks. Risks. I can't even say it now. It's a, uh, so we took risks and said, you know what? I'm going to invest my money in this thing. We didn't know we would be partners, but it just happened. happenstance. We had breakfast one day. Breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, one day, and we, I said, do you have any rental space available? You said, yes, the other turds are out, and you're mm-hmm. in. And then suddenly we're going, man, this is kind of fun. Now we're, we're going out. One to, thing led to another. And then we're at, uh, so as we wrap this up, I have helped you in one way, is kind of getting you out of the suburbs. What are some of the things that, I, <laughs> that I've turned you on to? Well, we started with the concert. Yeah, the concert was huge. Oh, okay, that was a big yeah, thing. Yeah, we had a, a bit. Just as a, hey, we're we're here, yeah. kind of a, a celebration, that was we great. decided to have a, a jam, you know, a music jam. Yeah. We were going to do it in the theater that he's talking about, in our in our screening room. Yeah. And it grew and grew and grew and grew, and then we blew it out to, you know, 300 people in our With back, a coffee truck and, and food. And it was crazy. Yeah. So that's that the was, concert. That was so I that was that. So do you no? Do you remember some of the other things? Oh gosh, we've done a lot. You'll never see a Lakers time. game again. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is I love turning people on to. I'm watching Ryan, who loves the camera. By the way. Oh come on. Loves to take photos of himself. Speaking of which, <laughs> you must have taken nine thousand selfies on that front row of the Lakers. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on my Instagram feed as a as yeah. a saved. What? Real, uh, real Ryan Quinn official. Ryan O'Quinn official. Ryan O'Quinn official. You can go see all of his. We had a bikini contest. <laughs> we went to the, That's the, not the Magic Castle. Oh, you didn't uh, put the bikinis up, did you? No, no. He comes from the faith-based world, and I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if he wants. If that's really, 
Yeah, but, but listen, Christians wear bikinis. Well, sure. They just don't get sashes that say you well, missed something. You nor I, neither one knew that was going to happen. We just kind of <laughs> walked into that. But. That is true, but you didn't leave either. Anyway, I, I, didn't, I didn't turn around. <laughs> you, as a matter of fact, you, uh, uh, I love your wife. She is the best. She, mm. uh, you, you, uh, you called her on, she's on speakerphone. Oh, we did FaceTime. No, on FaceTime. Yeah. And you're like showing her what's going on. I just love that. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Nothing to hide. She couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't. We have come, fun so. with our lives, and we're open-minded, and we just you know. So keep those things in mind, everyone. If you're listening, and you do need help getting past certain situations, so what are some of the things we can leave them with? Uh, have fun. Have fun. Um, have faith. Yeah. Uh, here's a thought. Um, yeah. Lean into. Well, here, not only lean into, but think about. What causes you to make decisions, right? Am I doing it again? Am I do? Did I say think about? Stop! But did I do it? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk anymore. I can't believe you don't notice this. I cannot believe you don't notice this. It's an English I, word I with a T at the end. Think it's intentional until today. I thought you'd do it intentionally to say I have studied. What? William and Mary. There is a T in the middle of the word. I don't know why I wouldn't hit that. That's how you can say I the say word. It? Can I say it the way it's said by most people? Sh- sure. So I was thinking about it. Okay. So I was. No, you just shrugged it. like there was. A, now don't do Philly. <laughs> I was thinking Philly. about it. I was I'm thinking not doing, about I was, that, it. Yeah, that was normal. Now you go about it. No, you're making me sound. Please, British. I can't wait till you hear this podcast. Uh, people, back. we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a. Poll, we're gonna vote. Oh God! <laughs> now I heard it. Now I did hear it. Vote. We're gonna do a vote. Is that what you want me to say? You don't vote. have to go the full caveman Philly vote. when you're just trying to just uh, you know, speak naturally, and it comes out with just a soft T. Uh, not uh, nobody has ever complained about my diction. I'm not complaining. I'm pointing. I'm just, uh, Is that complaining? I'm not. I'm not just pointing, really. and yeah, and that, I'm, but I'm being <laughs> you when I'm pointing. All right, folks. This oh, has been gosh. Ryan O'Quinn. How can we find you, Ryan O'Quinn? Uh, RyanO'Quinn.com. Uh, Ryan O'Quinn on Twitter, and then on Facebook and Instagram, it's Ryan O'Quinn official. Official. Okay. You had to be official. Do you have a check mark. I do have a check mark. You get buzzed. All right. So you're getting buzzed. I got to get back with Jared and get him a smoothie. Ryan O'Quinn, uh, a lot of fun as, as always. And uh, folks, uh, just take it with you. Have fun and watch your diction. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws. It raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, wounded warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.